Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all those folks in our lives that violate the social contract that we agree to live by. I'm your host, Araz Grease, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, we've uh, we've got some winners this week, and typically, I, I take all of the stories and I try to come up with like a running theme where I try to incorporate a little bit of a couple of them into the name. Couldn't do it this week. This week's episode's titled The World's Largest Penis and Other Liabilities. Good. You know what though? I mean like it's succinct. It 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 just it just it says everything without saying much. But let's get right into this and just for forewarning it's going to be the last story. That's the main event. It's going to be at the end. But let's start out with something nice. Something adorable, perhaps. New Zealand police answer four-year-old's call. Confirm toys are cool. <laughs> this is in Wellington, New Zealand. An emergency call made by a four-year-old New Zealand boy asking for police to come over and check out his toys prompted a real-life call-out and confirmation from an officer that toys were, indeed, pretty cool. Police shared audio of the call on social media this week, along with a photo of a smiling boy sitting on the hood of a patrol cruiser, noting that while they don't encourage children to call the emergency number, the incident was too cute not to share. The call begins, I'm sorry, the call begins all business, quote, this is the police, where is the emergency? There's a pause as the unidentified boy says, hi, and then police lady? Yes, the dispatcher says, switching to a friendlier sing-song tone, what's going on? Um, can I tell you something? The boy asks, and after being told he can, I- I've got some toys for you. You've got some toys for me, says the dispatcher. Yep, come over and see them, the boy replies. <laughs> uh, a man then gets on the confirm uh, that the call was a mistake, saying the four-year-old had been helping him out while his mother was sick. The dispatcher call uh, then goes out, giving the address. There's a four-year-old who is wanting to show the police his toys. Over. <laughs> Yeah, I'm one up. I'll attend it, responds an officer. Uh, Police said an officer who was only identified as Constable Kurt uh, was shown an array of toys at the boys' house in the South Island of, I can't, uh, Ivan Cargill? Sure. Uh, They said the officer was able to have a good educational chat about the proper use of the emergency number, which is 111 in New Zealand. He did have some cool toys, Constable Kurt replied, <laughs> uh, back in the attending call-out, uh, according to police. They also added the lucky kid also got to see the patrol car, and the officer put the lights on for him, too. Okay. <laughs> so in- instead of going there and-, and writing a citation to the parents for misuse of the emergency system, they took it as an educational moment and went out and had some fun with it and had some good PR. Awesome. Awesome. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I'm gonna co-sign. Like that, that, that was a good move. That could have, that could have went real ugly. Yeah. And and and, uh, and it didn't have to, and it didn't. You know, congratulations. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little perturbed sometimes when you see about the the. It's become a trend now at this point. Something happened one time and it was cool, and now it's become a trend where uh, we're gonna call the police on the day of my child's birthday and have them come out to the birthday party. Cause not enough kids showed up or something. Um, I, I kind of have an issue with that in that it, it happened one time. It was a cool thing. And now everyone's just doing it as a gimmick and it's eating up police resources. 
This was something that was organic. It happened. And they used it as a teachable moment. And I, I like it. It's cool. So good on them. No liability from me. Nope. Good job, New Zealand. Our next story, you know, kind of goes another way. This is being reported by UPI.com. Testicle bath, birth control device, earns Germany's Dyson Prize. Uh, a German inventor's unique ultrasound testicle bath, birth, co- birth control device for men, took the top prize at the country's James Dyson Awards. Rebecca Weiss, an industrial designer graduate from the University of Munich and inventor of the COSO male birth control device, was named Germany's winner of the Dyson Award, which celebrates, encourages, and inspires the designers of new problem-solving ideas. The COSO used an ultrasound testicle bath to temporarily stop sperm mobility. The device only needs to be used very, uh, every few months to keep the sperm inert and prevent eggs from being fertilized during sex. Why said the inspiration for the device came after she was diagnosed with a precursor cervical cancer, which had been tied to oral contraceptive pills. When my partner and I were looking for an alternative method, we became aware of the lack of male contraceptives. The problem is not unique to me personally. It affects many others as well, as it is made evident in the current growing public discussion about the lack of contraceptive alternatives. Wife said the lack of male birth control options led her to develop a new contraceptive approach for men in her master's thesis. The inventor said that she she hopes that the Dyson Award will help her obtain funding to put the COSO through clinical trials. As Germany's winner of the Dyson Award, Weiss is now shortlisted for the international award, which carries a $45,000 prize. And there was some pictures of it, and it's essentially a big-ass coffee cup that's curved so that you can set your nuts in it. (laughs) They make something for everything. I swear the world we live in is a is an amazing times and at other times you just scratch your head and go, well. Hey, if it works. I mean, seriously, though, if it works, if, from a male perspective, which is the only perspective I have to offer, um, you know, back when, during in the, in, the, in the time before times when dating was a thing, um, you know, the, the girls, oh, I'm on birth control. You don't need a condom bullshit you never that's a lying bitch you never you never <laughs> never believe them <laughs> uh and you shouldn't be raw dogging it anyway and, and there's a first for our show the term raw dogging but uh can you imagine having an alternative if you're the male and able to provide the contraceptive that would be pretty hip not even gonna lie uh that 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 would be a game changer so no liability from my part dude we're, we're we're going to have the lowest scoring episode ever until we get to the end, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I can't disagree with you, man. Like, there's there's a lot of no harm, no fouls here. Well, some of these were provided by you, but some of these were by Sadar, too. So she's not looking for liability. Well, she's looking for cute and funny. You know what, though? It's nice to have a mix. Good job, Sadar. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going down to the great state of Florida from WFTV9 ABC News. Student with a pair of scissors in backpack prompts police response to the Apacoca Middle School. A secure and hold situation was issued on Friday at Apacoca Middle School after reports of a student with a weapon on campus. Apacoca police confirmed Friday that a secure and hold situation at the Apacoca uh, Memorial Middle School was cleared and lifted. 
Officers said they responded to the school after reports of a student possibly had a weapon on campus. It was later determined that the student had a pair of scissors in their backpack and there was no weapon on campus. There were also no reports of any injuries at the middle school. It is unclear how the pair of scissors inside the student's backpack caused the police response at the middle school. Police at Apicoca said middle school was placed on uh, hold Friday afternoon after reports of a student with a weapon on campus. Uh, Apicoca said that uh, the middle school, blah, 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 blah. They're, so it, it is, they're kind of, kind, of going, kind of like a reverse order here because the story kept updating. But yeah, somebody saw a pair of scissors in a, in a middle schooler's backpack and called the police. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure scissors were probably on the um, the school supply list. Scissors. Got... <sighs> My youngest was sitting at the table yesterday working on an art project, and till the till the till the missus saw that uh, he was using her kitchen shears to cut the paper and lost her mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah uh, but that's. But that yeah, I can understand that though. But no, what I'm saying that. is, though, scissors are a common school. Uh, what's right. the I'm looking for? Required piece of equipment. <laughs> Get a pair of scissors see, in the backpack. I'm Jesus. Not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they even put scissors on school like supply lists anymore. I think teachers provide all of them. That may have been the like. I could see that being a problem. Like a part of an issue but no considering that kid considering that kid to be holding scissors as a weapon it, I, I, like come on man come on i'll tell you this that, that, that's i'll a... tell you this buck i have never stabbed anybody with a pair of scissors but i have hit them with a rock does that mean every rock is now a weapon i'll tell you what i've done a lot more damage to cinder blocks than i have with scissors yes like this is that is a very valid point. Unless they are holding it in such a way, or making a threat, or wielding it in a manner that in, that would be used as a weapon, then it's not a weapon. Same thing can be said for a fucking rock. If I pick up a rock and say I'm going to chunk this into your skull, well, that rock is now a weapon. Until then, it is a mineral that just happens to be present. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a like, fucking that's it. rock. <laughs> like, no, this is this is probably. Oh, man. Talk about making a mountain out of a molehill. I'm telling you, it's it's just really disgusting to the lengths people. And, you know, I bet you the person reporting it did it for attention, too. Like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be the savior of the day. It's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't get the bask and a, and a bed of laurels at the end of this one here, Karen. Or whoever, who are, you know, Karen or Ken. Like, you know, you, you, you don't get to do that. You're a dick. You know, what you've done is just really create a sense of urgency that never needed to exist. And and panic you know? within a, a school body. I mean you're you're thright, you're frightening children at this point. Right. Just so you can feel fucking I mean, that, important. And you know, that poor kid's gonna be look he might just interpret this as like, Oh my gosh, there must be something really wrong with me. I was carrying scissors. Like, you know, that kid's young and impressionable. Like, he's in the formative years of his life, and this is how... This is how we're going to react to something. Like, we're going to get a five-alarm alert on over over a pair of scissors. Like, you know, kid had a pistol. 
you know, 38, 38 special in his backpack, I could see them getting the guns out. You know, I could see them calling the dogs. But over, over a pair of scissors, man. I mean, like, ooh. Yeah. Man. A little much. little much. Well, our next story <laughs> is being reported by N- whoa, 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 oh, 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 yeah, I keep, I keep trying to skip over the freaking. No, it's because we had two zeros. We had two, we had two people. We had two articles that were were completely not scorable. So who are we scored like, on? Started... This? Who are we scoring on this? Oh, the man. caller. I think it has to be yeah. the caller. And in that case, I'm giving yeah. them a five because you incited a police response with the with the not, them them thinking there's a weapon involved. You could have got somebody or multiple people killed. Screw you, you worthless fuck. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and you know piggyback on that five with you, my friend. Yep. All right. There now we can move along. Okay, fine. This has been reported yes. by NPR News. Self-driving uh, Waymo cars gather in a San Francisco neighborhood, confusing residents. In a mo- it's a modern mystery, Buck. A modern mystery. It is a tiny neighborhood in San Francisco's Richmond district. Self-driving Waymo cars have been converging at all hours of the day and night, mystifying neighbors. Most would drive to the dead end of 15th Avenue, where they had no choice but to turn around and leave, according to the outlet, and neighbors have no idea why. I noticed it while I was sleeping. I woke to a strange hum and thought there was a spacecraft outside my window. Jennifer King, a resident of the neighborhood, told the outlet. Let's stop right there. So, Jennifer, you hear a weird noise and you think, there's a spacecraft! The fucking aliens are coming! (laughs) That's the first thing that pops in your head. I hear a noise and I think it's gotta be fucking aliens! You're not that interesting, well, Jennifer. Sorry, you're not that interesting. The aliens are not coming to see you. No. She later added, added that there are some days where there could be up to 50 cars literally every five minutes, and we're all working from home, so this is what we hear. A random influx of cars has been puzzled the residents. The cars aren't carting passengers to and fro, according to the Verge report, and when locals have asked the drivers why they're in the neighborhood... They reply that the cars are programmed and they're just doing their job. When asked about the incident, a spokesman for Waymo chalked it up to a weird happenings to traffic signs. There are one-way streets as well as a slow streets, residential streets, and drivers are encouraged are discouraged from using the, uh, them for through traffic in the area. We continually adjust to the dynamic San Francisco road rules. In this case, uh, cars traveling north of California on 15th have to take a U-turn due to the presence of slow street signs on Lake. So the Waymo driver was obeying the same rules that, the, uh, that any car is required to follow. The company calls its autonomous technology Waymo Driver. Still, still explanation or no, one look at Twitter shows that there's an unofficial invasion of self-driving cars has caught people's attention. One referred to as a Black Mirror episode, referencing, of course, the dark dystopian Netflix series. Another joke that the robot revolution is not imminent. (laughs) Waymo menaced, another Twitter user wrote. As for Tesla CEO Elon Musk, he kept his response simple. Ha ha. (laughs) This is great. So it, it, it just goes to show you something. In a lot of neighborhoods, um, 
people love to call and say, we need signs for this. We need signs for that. And it is much easier and cheaper for those towns, municipalities, what have you, to simply put the signs up and make that resident happy or group of residents or what have you uh, than it is just to say it's not needed. This is probably a very good illustration of them just saying, okay, whatever, and they put the signs up. And it has an unintended consequence. The cars are following the rules to the letter, something most people would not do. So now the car is following the traffic laws, and it's, it comes to this weird situation where the car is doing exactly what it has to do to be, remain legal. And it's people are... are getting kind of butthurt about it, even though, hey, this is what you wanted. We can take those signs down. <laughs> this is... The, I, I gotta chalk this one up to play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, you know, you want to complain about something, get signs put up, and then and then it's aliens? <laughs> like, that's where we're gonna go with this? Yeah. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm gonna give a, a liability of a one, just because they probably shouldn't have put the damn signs up to begin with. But I'll I'll, I'll ride on that one. One is a fair is a fair mark. But I'm gonna give Jennifer King a two, but just for thinking the aliens are out to get her and thinking she's that important. And, and now Buck's yelling at somebody. So apparently someone's getting yelled at, and that's okay. We're gonna take that time to cue our commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back for the second half of the show, and we're going to go straight down to Florida. And you know what that means, Buck? Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida Man, as reported by NBC2 News. Florida Man gets more than 22 years for trying to mail meth to his Fort Myers home. A Fort Myers man was sentenced to 22 years and six months in federal prison Monday after he was accused of having illegal drugs mailed to his home. Uh, Bradley Carter, and they spelled Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-I-G-H. Already setting your kid up for failure there, Carters. Uh, 32, played guilty to multiple charges in October after he allegedly tried to have about a pound of methamphetamine shipped to his Fort Myers home, according to the United States Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Florida. Investigators said Carter, a previously convicted felon, knowingly attempted to ship the package via the United States Postal Service by priority mail. A search of the 32-year-old's home uncovered more illegal drugs, including methamphetamine, fentanyl, and cocaine. Several firearms and ammunition were also found in Carter's home, court documents show. Carter pled guilty to charges including possession with intent to distribute 50 grams of methamphetamine and for possession of a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime. The 32-year-old was also ordered to give up his guns and ammunition related to the crime. The case was investigated by the United States Postal Inspection Service with assistance from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and the Lee County Sheriff's Office. And he looks like freaking like Beavis and Butthead had a love child from his mugshot. <laughs> and he's got like this half-ass smirk on his face, like, hey, I'm, I'm back in jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen guys like that. We, we we had those. 
that's that's a cell block superhero, man. Like that dude, that dude's got his own cell and classification. They expected him coming through the door. And by the way, mailing a pound of meth. That's like, a lot of meth. That is a lot of meth. That is a lot of meth. That's like some like, fucking Walter White shit right there. <laughs> you, no, man. Walter White would never put that shit in the fucking mail. Why? I bet you it was meth by itself. He didn't even try to hide it in anything either. No, it's probably just in a fucking like, bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like a brick of fucking meth inside of one of those UP, USPS. No, like, like, the pre, pri- like the priority. The, yeah, the priority boxes. He probably, probably was in a yeah. bag. Just poured it in the box and it was fucking rattling around like rock candy the whole time. Yeah, man. I mean, like. <laughs> They probably didn't even have to get a dog out to, to to fucking sniff that shit. It's probably like leaking out of the side, like four other dudes. Like it was probably two pounds when it started, but the guys who found it were like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Like most of the shit's on the sidewalk to begin with. We're just gonna sweep this up. <laughs> yeah, this dude, and, and like. And the police charge fifty grams, like that was for the intent to distribute. Not... That was because he probably had that yeah. already bagged up. I, I hope that's like a standard, like just like check the box charge. I, I, like I just I feel like there should be something with a little bit more substance. Like fifty grams, that's 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 like just shy of two ounces. Like. There are 16 ounces in a pound. You right. know. But whatever. I mean, this dude's a freaking dipshit. We're, I'm going to give him a two. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and give him a three just because he's not, that, that, that amount of meth is not personal use. Um, so I, have a, I don't like drug dealers. I don't, especially meth. Um there's nothing meth is just strictly harmful period end of story um and other countries that have much stricter sentencing uh can be an example for us i think in those cases so i'm gonna give them at least a three. you know you know what i i, I i'm gonna stick with my two just you simply right because ahead. of the fact that well no i'm gonna go ahead and justify mine you don't get you don't get to be on a soapbox. Yes, I just... do. I got the mute button. No, no, yeah, yeah no. watch this. So, yep, he's muted. Ha <laughs> ha. See that my soapbox, my mute button. What, what's that, Buck? You want to say something? Did you want to say something, Buck? No. Okay. Well, here I'll unmute your mic. You go ahead and say something. I'll wait. I would like to uh, <laughs> give you guys a word from our sponsor for this show. Um, it's called bout a bitch. It's, uh, it's what you get when you have a co-host who brags about his mute button. That's no, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Bout a bitch. That's what that was, man. You were about a bitch. You're going to fucking mute me. You probably muted me now. No, if I muted you, I'd be talking. That way there's no dead air, but still. (laughs) 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 So you're going to justify your two or what? Are we moving on? (laughs) 
No, see, you fucking played me like a fiddle. You fucking bout a bitch, man. I can't even remember what my argument was. <laughs> okay. You, uh, uh, you are you are just uh, oh man. You are a BOD. That's what it is, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, BOD stands for bag of dicks, by the way. <laughs> Fucking A. We're staying in Florida now, with our next story. Uh, this is fuck J- you in Florida, man. <laughs> you picked fuck them you all. And fuck. You picked God, them all. Fucking you and your fucking mute button. Sit in your tower and nap. <laughs> fuck I, you. I would love a nap. It is Saturday. I would love a fucking nap today. If I can only mute the kids. So, clickorlando.com. Florida man humps on scooter to chase after stolen Lamborghini. When a 14-year-old boy tried to steal a $200,000 Lamborghini, the luxury SUV's owner hopped on a scooter to chase after the culprit who'd stolen his prized possession. Chris Sanders... Wait, 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 wait. Luxury SUV? Lamborghini makes an SUV? I didn't know that either, but apparently so. All right, I, I just I, that 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 to me was just I don't know. Go ahead and continue reading. Let's see how well, legit. Here's the, the, here's the thing. I'm looking at there's a there's like a snapshot of the of the video. I'm not going to click on the video because I don't want it to like blow my eardrums out. That's not an SUV. Okay, that's what I fucking thought. All right, big problem with this already. Let's go ahead and hear about this 14 year old boy through the art. So Chris Sanders told WSVN that he went to his home in Miami Beach Tuesday night when he heard the sound of his Lamborghini's Urus engine roaring. It was just a straight hustle, police going everywhere. I'm in my home, I hear this thing start up, I look out the window, and I see somebody driving it away. I got on the scooter and went after the guy. The station reports that the boy who stole the Lamborghini abandoned the vehicle on a sidewalk a few blocks away and took off. Andre... Uh, something, lives in the area and said he saw the boy running from the officers and spoke with him. He said, I stole a Lamborghini just now. I don't have a driver's license. I can't drive. (laughs) He told the team to surrender peacefully. I don't know if he had a weapon. I wasn't sure how crazy he was. I was just trying to calm him down. He asked me for advice. He's like, I'm 14. I don't know what to do. He says, you're better off just turning yourself in. They're going to go much, much easier on you. Moments later, an officer on the other side of the fence was pointing a gun at them both. The team was taken into custody, and Sanders has since then been reunited with his ride. He thinks the suspect may have broken into his garage and found the keys there. Honestly, I can't believe it happened, but thank God for the police. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Poor wow. Just some random guy in the street. I don't know what to do. I just stole a car. <laughs> Well, how about the owner, man? How about the owner just chasing after the guy on a on the guy on a scooter? Like he deserves his own liability score. He gets a one for what? Like, what? Wasn't his shit back? No, you don't chase a Lamborghini on a fucking scooter. Apparently, you do, and it pays off. He got his car back. Yeah, he got his car back because the kid's a fucking noob. Probably didn't know how to drive a stick. That's probably it. <laughs> like he got a he got a you got a block a block or two away he's like ah oh, fuck I got a shift screw this I if I can't go faster than first gear I'm out and then he's like out and then he goes and runs off 
He's like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. I mean, you know what though? Sage advice. Turn yourself in, they'll go a lot easier on you. I mean, I can't argue with that logic. So I'm gonna but, I'm gonna give the uh, I'm gonna give the boy. Th- nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. No. Nope. Uh, life of crime. Hopefully, you know, wake up call. Probably not, but we'll see. So I'm gonna give him a two. I'll give him a two as well. You know, I think uh, I think this is this is another one of those teachable moments. You know, like somebody somebody can look at this kid in the in the system and be like, all right. You know, it, like they can look at the file and be like, it was at this moment that this boy realized he fucked up. He abandoned <laughs> the car, no damage. Like we can, you, you can, you can intercept this kind of deviant behavior now. Like the kid, the kid, he, he bit off more than he could chew, realized that he was very poorly equipped to deal with the situation, tried to run, failed miserably. Got a gun pointed at him. Probably scared to shit. That's probably this is probably going to be a great example of scared straight. Hopefully. And once again, staying in the great state of Florida, Florida woman hijacked flight system, cleared planes with maintenance issues to fly. Police say. Wow, Tampa, a Brevard County woman is facing a string of charges after she allegedly hacked into a computer system at the uh, Melbourne flight training god damn i hate when people don't finish their sentences anyway authorities first knew something was wrong on january 12 2020 when the ceo of mft derek fallon logged into the flight training computer and noticed multiple things were off he said the make model tail numbers uh, had been deleted for 12 airplanes aircrafts had been flagged for having maintenance issues had been cleared an affidavit states uh, meaning aircraft which may have been unsafe to fly previously were made airworthy. Fallon also found inspection limitations had been uh, had been deleted. He called the owner of the software and was told that no, there was no system-wide problem. Fallon instructed all flights to be grounded until the information could be restored. Between the di- time the data was altered and fixed, it was a situation that could have endangered human life. Uh, Fallon identified two suspects, a man who had been the director of maintenance for MFT before being fired in November of 2019, and his daughter, Lauren Lyde, 26, who resigned from her job as a flight operations manager the same day her father was fired. The plot thickens. Investigators found that a login belonging to the current flight operations manager were used to make the dangerous changes in the flight software. However, the current flight operations manager signed an affidavit stating he did not modify or delete the aircraft information. Investigators determined the IP address used to log into the software belonged to Lauren Lyde's father. Lyde's father stated he did not have a clue why his computer had been used to access the MFT computer. Pressed, only, pressed on if he knew anyone who would have uh, wanted to sabotage the computer information, I'm kind of concerned about my daughter at this point. <laughs> Lyde's uh, father stated that Fallon made his daughter miserable and lied to her. She couldn't wait to get out of there. You guys don't understand the torment he put her through. Lyde's father finally confessed to sabotage the computer, but police said he was they were unable to say uh, what he did or how he did it. Detectives determined that Lyde, Lauren Lyde is the only person in the area who had the knowledge, the skills, and the ability to alter the flight records. She has been charged with accessing an electronic computer device without authority and modifying computer data without authority. Um, fuck this cunt. 
uh, you're muted right now on your end, buddy. I didn't mute you, but you're not talking. Bitch gets a five. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. The only thing I could figure out is she was trying, hoping something would happen and it would come back on that company. But she was willing to kill random people for that goal. Potentially hundreds. Potentially hundreds. Yeah. So, fuck her. That's a big old fuck of you to Miss Lauren Lyde. Like, this goes to show you, though, man, like, this girl does not look like somebody with the skills to hack into fucking anything. No, it, it definitely goes... definitely looks like meth was on the board at some point. Oh, yeah. But. Oh, yeah. You know, her dad trying to Dang. take the heat for her, but he doesn't know how a computer works. Good job, Dad. I mean, eh, whatever. Oh, yes. Meth, meth, methamphetamine, the Adderall of cocaine. Yes. <laughs> well, that was a pretty easy one. But let's get to our main event. Our main event of the evening. And, you know, the, the link I got, I, I was lucky I was, like, scrolling through them real quick right before we started. Because I noticed it was behind a freaking paywall. So I had to look for another one. And this is being reported by The Independent, uh, which is a UK newspaper. And the title is, Man with World's Largest Penis Weighs It to Prove It's Real. Okay, a man who claims he has the world's largest penis has reportedly weighed it to prove that it's real. According to TMZ, Roberto uh, Cabrera weighed uh, what is believed to be his 18.9-inch member on camera at his home in Salito, Mexico, and it comes to about two pounds. Mr. Uh, Cabrera uh, has said he wants the Guinness Book of World Records to recognize it and previously had it x-rayed to prove its, ver- its veracity. <laughs> but doctors have reported uh, to have said that 13 inches are just excess skin. <laughs> oh. Yay. So he's actually a sporting a 5-inch, 5.9-incher. <laughs> Uh, the 52-year-old uh, reportedly said it has caused him to lose jobs and harmed his relationships, meaning he is forced to live alone and forage for food. He took to a local news website. Look where it is. It goes far below the knees. I can't do anything. I can't work, and I am disabled, so I want authorities to declare me as a disabled person and give me support. He Then, went, uh, then I want to go to the Guinness to get recognition. He added that his penis is too large for him to kneel in church and pray. <laughs> but it's just a big chunk of fucking foreskin. Um, from the other article, which you, you could read it on mobile, but apparently I can't read it on a website. Um, this guy who's supposedly homeless and foraging through trash cans apparently has a home and a scale and a video camera. So apparently he ain't that poor. Um, but there's also the, the the fact that it's just a he he okay let's look at this one he originally he went out and got an x-ray to send it to Guinness so he's completely homeless living in the streets forging through trash cans but he can afford to go get an, an elective x-ray of a chunk of foreskin uh, the doctors have actually reported in, in other versions of the story that it could easily be removed no problem yeah and we're talking Mexican um, health. Mexican health care, Buck. 
Mexican healthcare. Well, I want to touch a little bit on that. Go for you it. You know, the guy could be the guy could be like completely perverse. I mean, like you know, having a video camera and a scale, yeah, maybe be a bit of a stretch. But getting an X-ray, not really that expensive down there. It, well, at least it wasn't when I lived there. I mean, you know, I got three teeth fixed for twenty-one dollars, like, and I mean, like, completely fixed. They didn't do that great of a job. They're still crooked, but you know, it it was cheap. You know, but either way. It sounds like this guy is a candidate for uh, circumcision. Like, that's what this sounds like. Like, <laughs> that's 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 all there is to it. There's an abysmal healthcare problem down there, and he probably fell into one of the kids that was born in like the barrio that you know mom and dad had to you know he was birthed in the back of some dude's shed. You know, freaking Carlos Lopez, you know, brought brought by a wheelbarrow full of freaking, you know, sheets and boiled water. Like, that's that's how he was born. Of course, he didn't get circumcised. You know? Well, Buck, other than the United I, States, it's not really a common practice. Right. I mean, you know, that's and that's another thing. So, yeah, guys got now I would go and petition the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest foreskin. There you go. I mean, like, I mean, like that that thirteen point nine inches of foreskin. That's that's quite a hefty bit of foreskin. That's a lot of foreskin. And, and if he got that shit snipped off, maybe he wouldn't have problems with his relationships. Because I'll tell you what, you know, as a as as a heterosexual man, uh, you know, I don't have a proclivity to you know go and seek those kinds of things. But I can tell you that I strip searched plenty of men, and while working in the prison system, if I were to come across a 13.9 inch foreskin, I'd probably inch. ask the in 13 inch foreskin. I, 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 that 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 would be a conversation piece. Like that, that would just be it. I'd be like, all right, dude. Now, you know, after you get dressed and back and everything, we're gonna have to kind of have have a little conversation. Like, how are you? Like, no. Dude, no. No, like how, like, even coming from that perspective, how are you supposed to fucking search that? Because I've had to tell people to skin it before. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. You got right. like that. Lift your lot. twig, lift your berries, turn around, squat and cough. All right, skin it. And then... <laughs> I see, for me, it was separate the beans from the frank. Lift up the beans, turn around, bend over, smile, and cough. <laughs> I've, I've had people I've had to tell to skin it. And if you remember correctly, we did have somebody that bring, tried to smuggle some shit in that way. Yes. Yes, I do remember. And having a 13-inch foreskin. You could have brought a cigar in. <laughs> yeah, man. You could have like, brought a huge blunt up in there. <laughs> I bet you his prison nickname would have been Cohiba. Cohiba? Yeah, man, for like Cohiba cigars, like the big oh. Fidel Castro's. Because <laughs> that's what he could have smuggled in there. Yeah, yeah, we got that, Buck. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I mean, you may have got it. But, you know, in order for a joke to be like completely funny, 
Sometimes you just have to. No, for a joke to be funny, it should never be explained. It should just be funny. That's no, dude. No, dude. If you have no. to explain the joke, it's not funny. No, sometimes the joke isn't funny till you explain it. No, sorry, it don't work that way. You're wrong. <laughs> no, no. I I refuse to accept reality, and I substitute it with my own. No, dude. Speaking of smuggling shit in and, and crevices, you remember the guy that tried to bring the CD player in under his freaking man boob? Oh my gosh! Yeah, he brought a freaking portable CD player in under his freaking man tit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. I remember an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer was advertising or advocating for the bro that was like a male brazier. Mm-hmm. And every time I saw that, every time I saw that inmate, I was like, that dude should be in the commercial. Well, <laughs> d- d- dude, this dude was, okay, first of all, he used to be like ginormous. And apparently, I never saw him in that state, but he lost like a shit ton of weight. And all the skin was just there. And. <laughs> We probably shouldn't have, but most refer- most uh, COs did not refer to him by his real name. They just called him Titties. <laughs> yep. They just like yell across the block, Titties, and he'd fucking come up looking mad as hell, but he'd come up. <laughs> yeah, but it was best to yell it during commissary because he'd come up with a smile. <laughs> I'm just just putting it out there. I mean, like, you know... I wouldn't walk around the block calling him that, but if I had something for him, oh yeah, I'd throw that out there. I'd be like, "All right, titties, bring him over here. Come get you." If he'd start grumbling, I'd be like, "Commissary." He'd be like, "Oh, okay." I'd be like, "All right, man, that's what I'm talking about." Little. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I never, I never went out of my way to make. Oh, you know, he's back. He's back. <laughs> I, ne- I never I never went out of my way to make anybody so it was you know but this dude man wow oh, he's a piece of crap, I'm gonna give him a, uh, you know what I can't even give him more than a two like all he's doing is trying to over inflate his own sense of grandeur yeah. I'm not even gonna give him a two I'm gonna give him a one yeah he's, all he's, he's trying to like, hustle he's trying to hustle him some disability and he's trying to hustle him some notoriety and he's not doing a good job. No. He is not. But, that being said, folks, that is all we have for this week. What are we going to score him, dude? We just said a one! Oh, yeah, I'm gonna give... oh, yeah I fucking forgot. Sorry, folks. Sorry about that. Yep, my bad. Do you smell toast? Do what now? Do you smell toast? I'm worried you're having a stroke. No. Okay. All right, folks, that being said, that wraps us up for this week. Thanks for listening to the Social Liability Podcast. Remember that it doesn't cost you anything to listen. The only thing we ask you to pay is attention. Please tell a friend. Help us distribute this podcast to the far corners of the interwebs. And if you see anything that you think we'd find interesting, please feel free to send it to us at socialliability at iCloud.com. And that being said, we will see you next week on episode 74 of the Social Liability Podcast.